stand up in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel a chapter from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. May his blessing be solemn in of our teacher David, the prophet and king. May his blessing be solemn We will give you thanks forever. We will declare your prayers throughout all generations. For we are your people and the sheep of your pastor. Let's say, comes in the name of the Lord. O Lord, Savior was all. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up amongst us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went through out all Judea and all the surrounding region. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, I mean. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Baba. <coughs> and maybe as we said a few weeks ago, that the whole month is showing the authority and the sovereignty of our Lord. Last week, for example, was showing the sovereignty of our Lord above the nature. And today, how He is even have authority over death. And as a continuation of our conference, and we spoke yesterday and the day before, today we are going to speak about the mystical life of the church. I think some of us heard the word before, and maybe some didn't hear it. But I would like to share with you one thing. One thing today, how when we go to the church, when we hear the teaching of the church, when we learn that we need to read the scriptures, or we need to fast, or to attend the liturgy from the beginning, and then we are starting to inquire why. If I will come late, late, will it make a difference for me? If I will not fast, will it make a difference for God to eat meat or to eat beans or whatever it is. But let me give you one example before we start. <clears throat> In Exodus chapter 34, God called Moses to come and to listen and to take the commandments and to deliver to his people. And then if you think someone just went into the mountain for 40 days and when he came back he told us God told me so. So what sort of feelings he has in his mind? How come those people are going to believe me? But he knew one thing, 
I'm here to be in your presence. I'm going to convey the message. And it's your duty, O Lord, to make it real for them. And here what happened. Chapter 34, Exodus and verse 30. Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone. There is something mystically has been done by the Lord. He doesn't know what is it exactly. While he talked with them, with him, so when Aaron and all children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. So now it's a matter of, you are thinking how you convince people. But there is a, a mystical act has been done by the Lord, you didn't think of it. It's not only that it should be something it looks like extraordinary, but also in a very simple way. How? Even if now we read this, the story of Saint Anthony, or any one of the church fathers, especially the ascetic fathers, and we hear that after 40 years he was able to live a life like an angel, and every single word proceeds from his mouth was as if it's a command to heaven. When we make it and we try to rationalize it, when he received this power, which liturgy converted him, which prayer, which fast, the church is having a very simple answer. It is the mystical act of everything is accumulated in his life. It ended up, he reached this point after 10, 5, 15, whatever number of years. But the main idea is, are you obedient? to the word of God and to the church teaching that what you are doing has a mystical power even if you can't comprehend it now but here in the West we have a great debate is there a real meaning that every theology in the church has a mystical experience or the mystical experience is opposing this theology in the West nearly it was like a great divorce but in the Eastern churches it is a great marriage How? Let me share with you again the words of Vladimir Lossky. is one of the greatest Orthodox theologians in the past century. One is impossible without the other. He's talking about theology and mysticism. If the mystical experience is a personal working out of the content of the common faith, again, it is the content of the common faith. We spoke yesterday about the Trinity, how it's a mystery, and this mystery has a mystical power in our life. If we ignore it, we miss it totally. Theology is an expression for the profit of all, of that which can be experienced by everyone. Again, to be experienced by everyone, not for those who are living in a desert, because we are believing in the same common faith. We believe in the same Trinity. We believe in the same incarnate Word of God. And the faith that we are reciting in the Creed, it is a theology, and it's a mystical act in the life of every one of us. And he is adding, there is therefore no Christian mysticism without theology. But above all, there is no theology without mysticism. So you can't choose one of them. As we were sharing yesterday, why many theologians now are atheists? Because you are looking to the knowledge, ignoring the mystical act of it. And it sometimes, on many occasions, it doesn't make sense for them. I was giving you an example yesterday how the Lord said this kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. What is the relationship between fasting to eat meat or to eat beans or to abstain from food and casting out demons? This is a mystical act. If you believe it, you will experience it. 
And this is what exactly the apostles did. And every believer in the church who believing in the word of God has this power in his life. And let us connect this with our reading today. How the sovereign Lord has authority over this. Is there a mystical act in it or not? Yes. Every single thing in the church has a mystical act. When we ignore it, we become like just those Gnostics who have some knowledge without a real life. In verse 12 today, in Luke chapter 7, And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. The story is telling us it's a clear death, with no hope at all, widow and only son. But now, even today, when we come to a liturgy, or to a conference, or wherever you go, <clears throat> do you believe it's a, a, it is a bland meeting or unplanned meeting? Maybe for the, those people, or this widow and her son who is dead at that time, they have no plans in their minds. But the Lord has a plan to meet him in this place. Maybe you are coming as a regular Sunday, or are coming as just because someone told you, you have to come. But he is telling us every meeting <coughs> is divinely bland, even if it's not your mind in your mind at all. And this is part of the mysticism. You are not here by chance, because mystically he invited you to come and to listen to his word. And then, because the meeting was divinely bland, something extraordinary has to come. And we don't have a normal meeting in our life. We don't have a normal or a regular liturgy. Every liturgy is a divine appointment. <coughs> Next verse, it said, When the Lord saw her and had compassion <coughs> on her, he said to her, Do not weep. Do you imagine the situation? We read now the story as, it, <coughs> as if it's a normal story. Do you imagine a widow has only son and died and she is crying? <coughs> and someone met her on the on the road while she was going to bury her son and told her, don't weep. In many occasions the Lord is telling us today, don't weep. I know your situations, I know your circumstances are too bad, but I'm telling you, don't weep. Then the first thing is that you don't feel me. You don't know how much agony I'm suffering from now. But the Lord is saying, it's a divine appointment. And I know exactly what you are passing through. And I'm telling you, don't weep. Why? Because there is a mystical act I'm going to do it in your life. Part of it is, is going to be done today. But it's a, a cumulative act till the end of your life. It's not a matter of today I would like to see a real miracle. Yes, the real miracle is happening in different levels. Some people were just around this dead person and they were praising God for what has been. It is not related to them physically. But they saw a miraculous act in the life of this man. So don't weep. It's a call because I am working in you. I am working even behind the scene. You can't see what I am doing. But believe that my word is true. Don't weep. Verse 14. Then he came and touched the open coffin. Again, imagine, now we are reading the story after it finished. Someone passing and he said, I would like to touch the coffin. What are you doing? Who you are? Who are you? But he's telling me and you again, I would like to touch your coffin. And when you touch me in the Eucharist, when you are eating my body and my flesh, I'm converting you to me, as we were sharing yesterday by St. Augustine. And it's a mystical act is going to happen. And it's an accumulative act. Don't observe it. Believe it until it is consummated in your life.
And then he touched the coffin, and <coughs> those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. How many of them were shocked or laughed when the Lord said, young man, arise. What are you saying again? But the Lord is telling us, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The biggest death we have is the death of sin. The death of burying the mysticism and living just theories of theology or theories or some of some knowledge about God. So it's adding in young man, I say to you, arise. It is the power of the spoken word of the Lord. Out of it life comes. That's why he said, My words are life and spirit. So how come I'm reading just a book called the Bible? And you are telling me it's life and spirit because it is my word. If you believe it, you will live this new life. And you live a real life through my word. St. <coughs> John Climacus is telling us, God appears to the mind in the heart. Looks like a buzzer. At first as a flame purifying its lover. And then as a light which illuminates the mind and renders it God-like. How? It's a mystical life that St. John Climacus himself lived it and most of his disciples. And he's telling us, would you like to test it? It is unexplainable. It looks like a buzzer. <clears throat> it looks like something incomprehensible. Because our God is a mystery. And his work in us is in a mysterious way. When we believe and when we persevere with him. St. John Chrysostom is saying nearly the same. Just as those who are deprived of light cannot walk straight, so also those who do not behold the ray of the Holy Scriptures but must necessarily sin since they walk in the deepest darkness. So I read it many times, even of St. Augustine himself. read the Bible, the whole Scriptures, three times. And he found many mistakes according to his understanding at the time. The fourth one was totally different. Some of us had been put off because he read a few verses and he said, I understand nothing. So it's not for me. It's good for me to go to church on Sunday, to look nice before people and have communion. And I don't know what is it, but I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. And the church is telling us again, because the mystical life is real, St. Paul said, by faith we understand. And through faith we can understand. Is telling us, spend some time with me. Spend some time in my presence and I'm going to teach you something different. <clears throat> Here are some few applications before we leave. The key is obedience and perseverance. What is here in this list, you know it by heart. And you heard it thousand times in the church. But the key is missing, perseverance and obedience. Communion, yes. I'm going to have communion whenever I can have it. I will come, but I can't come early because I was too late on Facebook or on the internet or whatever it is. I can come early, but my mind is not with me. <clears throat> and he's telling us, you are coming to meet the King of Kings. You are coming to meet the Sovereign Lord, whom in his presence there is smoke in the mountain and the Israelites trembling before him. But now he is coming with his flesh. It's not an appearance. St. John Chrysostom says, when you come to the Eucharist, it's not just touching Christ, he is uniting yourself with him. Same for fasting. The mystical act of fasting is do it, and the church is telling you sincerely, and honestly, and faithfully, and you will see your power over the darkness. 
every day 24-7 <coughs> you are tempted and you are attacked by unclean spirits whether it's unholiness, jealousy, whatever it is you have no way to conquer him except through fasting and prayer prostrations, he said it's, it doesn't make any sense for me but it, this is the mystical act of it, it's your death and resurrection with Christ your prayers, <coughs> reading your Bible and Jesus prayer, whatever we offer in the church, there is a mystical power in it and he's telling us I'm going to touch your coffin I'm going to tell you, arise O young man because there is a real conversion is going to happen to you the mystical life of the church in brief is to insist in full obedience to every single teaching the church persevering till, till the last place and you will find out a great mystery a great conversion in your life because you are obeying the church and you are connecting yourself with the mysterious God with the mystery of the Holy Trinity and to connect yourself with the whole mystical life of the church itself now we will have the communion after a few minutes again it is not a habit I said this hundred times and I repeat it again please make the next 30-40 minutes as a special prayer Lord I would like to integrate myself in the mystical life of the church I would like to receive this mystical power I'm going with the power of the risen Lord to face the death of Nain the death of the world to show that I am risen with him and the power of his resurrection is mine May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.